All right, welcome back here to Hour 2 of Bible News Radio for this week. Today is September 1st, in case you didn't know that. You can actually see that on our screen right there. What you're listening to now is Randall's newest song called Bright and Rainy Day. Yeah, it is. So kick back, listen to this, enjoy it for a few minutes, uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started right after this is over. Bright and Rainy Day by my husband, Bareface, Randall K. Harp. By the way, I can tell you if you want to listen to this on your leisure, go to the website bit.ly forward slash rkh music. That's all caps. And either that or go over to Twitter. I tweeted it out on my Bible News Radio Twitter page over there. So you go directly to the page because Twitter... Even though I got tens of thousands of followers, they, they like 30 people see it. So if you just go, go there, you can scroll through my Twitter feed, you will see it. And then you can go and do it. Do you want to talk about what inspired that? Um, I guess could. Yeah. I mean, all the time I've got, you keep moving. And so. That better? I, yeah. I try to keep you. I know. I was trying to stay. I kept, yeah. I had to lean a certain way. Anyway. I'm leaning um, left right now. Don't tell anybody, though, because people think I lean right most of the time. Yeah. I've always got just musical ideas running through my head. Pretty much, I wouldn't say 24-7, but probably 10-7. I don't know. It's just <laughs> just even like, you know, you talk to yourself. I'll talk to myself, and I'll talk to myself in melody. And anyway. But so there's always stuff, and then just actually, um, I don't know if it was going to sleep or it, laying in bed. I don't, can't remember. It was uh, nine morning was that opening sort of thing going through my head, the uh, the chords. 
Okay. Anyway, and um, um, you know, and using that as sort of an ostinato, you know, you know, just wanted to build off of that. And then as I was doing that, developing that idea, um, in inside my digital audio workstation, then the melody just happened. It was just just heard the melody going over the top of it. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting feel. It's sort of a it's sort of a melancholy thing, but it's bright. And then it just reminded me of, you know, rainy day, but when you like it, you know, as Eddie Rabbit sang, you know, I love the rainy night, you know, and hear the thunder and see the lightning when it lights up the sky, all that kind of stuff. But there's daytime too. And so, you know, rainy day can be kind of nice. And it just reminded me of, you know, most of the time today is always, oh man, rainy day, can't do this, can't do that, can't. And it's like, it's cool, you know, if it wasn't for rain, life would be very miserable. And so I think, you know, as kids, we really enjoyed rainy day. You know, we would In make... California, especially, because yeah. it was so rare. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but, you know, when it was like a wee tot, we would make little, fold up little boats out of paper and put them in you know, in the gutter there and, and watch them float down and, you know, chase them along the street or you make something out of popsicle sticks and I did that. Put in the water flowing. The popsicle stick thing I did. We had or, to eat all the popsicles first though, which was, yeah. you know, super or, or you'd or you'd go and look for the puddles to jump in, you know. I love doing that. So so it I don't was... think my mom liked it, but I loved it. I even do that as an adult. You know, the idea was to bring that sort of appreciation for rainy days back. If it was just called rainy day, it'd be like, oh, you know, you'd think, you know, oh, this is some depressing song. You know, it's a blues and grays and cloudy days. And But rainy day doesn't have to be a bad thing. So um, that's why it's bright and rainy day. You know, when was the last time it went and played in the rain? Change your perspective, folks. You know, if it wasn't for the rain, we wouldn't have food. <laughs> just so you know. Of course. Uh, we just, you know, Louisiana right now um, is not liking the rain Okay, a whole all lot. right. Well, there's there's a difference between a, a bright <laughs> a and rainy day. Yeah, and, and 17 inches of rain in 12 hours. Um, yeah, and Waverly still cover recovering. And yeah, now Louisiana and, yeah. Don't want to make light of that I whatsoever. I see somebody tuning in just now going, you Christians are so, you're like the Taliban. You're so, you know, insensitive of yeah. all these people who have just lost their house. No, not insensitive at all. Um, <sighs> I mean, yeah, we've been fortunate not to have anything too severe in terms of weather. But, you know, we've seen some scary weather, as you all know. Anybody who watched us for a long time. And, yeah, let's... Let's keep those in prayer, and uh, who and 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 others is we'll 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 talk about in the show. But I will also say this, and I said this earlier this week in one of my BNR memo shows. Actually, no, it wasn't a BNR memo. It was actually a, a little live stream I did on my Facebook page, which I think nobody watched. So I will now share it because you'll listen to me here, right? Here, you know. And this, I've gone through my life being misunderstood, a lot of it. 
right? In part because people don't listen. Um, it's not because I'm so, you know, my communication skills are so bad. It's just because people don't listen, honestly. But here's something that I'm going to say, and you can take it for what it's worth. <clears throat> I don't buy into, um, how do I say this? <clears throat> the, the liberal media and the mainstream media will do everything that they can to drag you into their depressed fear-mongering mindset. Okay? God never told any of us anywhere to take on that mindset. Okay? <laughs> if he did, you can let me know where it is in the Bible. I'll look it up and read it for myself. Um, I'm almost done reading the Bible this year, and so far I haven't seen it in all the pages of the Bible that I've read this year. Um... You know, many millennial ago, people had no idea what happened on one side of the world. They didn't care. Nobody, there was no way of knowing, right? People lived here in America. Other people lived in Israel. Nobody knew what was going on in Israel because we didn't have the communication, the ability to know. Um, in some ways, that's a good thing because we're not taking the burden of the whole world on our shoulders when we see things. Um only God knows what goes on in the world at all times. I don't think he ever designed for us to know everything that goes on in the world at once. And yet, here we are living in a world where we have international media showing us constantly everything going on in the world, and they're not showing you the good stuff. They're only showing you the bad stuff. They're, you know, it's that old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. If it's death, destruction, kill, stealing, and destroying, it leads. And this is what the enemy who runs these media outlets wants you to focus on. They want you to focus on all the dire, grim circumstances in the world. And is it a horrible thing that people are dying all the time? Yep. Is it horrible that these tragedies happen? Yep. But you were not designed to carry it. You weren't. You weren't designed to carry this stuff. Uh, which is why a lot of people get outraged. And yes, I understand standing in solidarity. Yes, you want to stand in solidarity by throwing up a little graphic that says, pray for Afghanistan or pray for whatever, or pray for the hurricane, whatever. I get that. But personally, and I'm just being honest, it irritates the daylights out of me when I see all that stuff. Um, you're like, well, that's because you're a weirdo or whatever. Whatever. You can think whatever you, you want. Um, I have enough trouble of my own dealing with what's around in my normal everyday life circumstances without taking on the burdens of the rest of the world and pretending like I give a crap about what happens everywhere. When honestly, I don't. And that sounds horrible, but I'm going to be honest and say, I don't. I don't care. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's not that I don't care about people as a whole, but there is nothing I can do for any of these situations that the whole world is like, you know, th there's nothing I can do. There's limited stuff you can do. I mean, you can pray. Obviously, that's the best thing you can do. You can give money if you have it to help these relief efforts. But there's nothing else you can do. And so wallowing in it is pointless. Because all you're doing is hurting yourself by being depressed and focusing on all the de depressed stuff in the world. God tells us, pay attention, 
The Lord told us in his word to set our minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He also told us in Philippians to set our minds on things that are true, lovely, just, above reproach, etc. And he defined love for us. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle, etc. Love does not provoke. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of stuff about that one. Um, you know, and the thing is, is it's like, okay, if this is our banner, that this is where we're supposed to set our minds, and this is what we're supposed to do, and this is how we're supposed to love, then me getting all involved in all these bandwagons of all this stuff going on in the world is being completely disobedient to the Lord. When you stop and think about it, when you really stop and think about it. I had a very interesting conversation uh, with my friend Darren yesterday and Darren I think you're watching so if you're watching I want to say thank you you know Darren is a young man who in my he's young younger than me <laughs> but he's he's very godly he's he's spiritually minded he's got the mind of Christ and when he evaluates situations he'll ask a question a good question he'll say what spirit do you think is behind this this and this well last hour we were talking about Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19, which I'm going to read again. It says, there are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. So you got to ask yourself, and I say that phrase a lot, you have to ask yourself, get think about it. People are so reactive today. Um, you know, people are just so reactive. It's like, oh, I got to react. Ah! I don't know what to do. So I'm going to react. Um, if a fellow believer is coming after you, you got to ask yourself why, what, what is it? What spirit is behind that? Because it's not the Holy Spirit, right? Um, if you're not at peace, in this world because you're consuming the devil's media and it is the devil's media constantly telling you look at this look at this look at this watch joe biden watch watch him watch him watch joe biden it lie to you about afghanistan not caring about christians watch watch just watch you know watch it all and then you're agitated that's not from god that's like you know that's that's not from god it's not from god and so, yeah, we're supposed to care. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. People of the world are all upset constantly about what's going on. Um, and they're, you know, they're outraged. And rightfully so. But at the same time, as believers, we're in the world. We're not of the world. So it means we're in the world to make a difference. We're in the world to shed light. Uh, we're in the world to be people who are full of justice and mercy and compassion, you know, to stand with within the culture to give hope to a lost and dying world. If you're jumping on the bandwagon of promoting the lost and dying world's message, you're not being any help here. Just so you know, you got to be, you, you got to be the outlier, if you will. You're, you're going to be the outlier. If you're a believer, if you're a real believer, you're going to be an outlier. Believe me, you know, because real believers they're not getting sucked into all this stuff. They're not being controlled by the media and the narrative that they're telling you, right? And there's a reason why 
you're miserable if you're watching the news 24 7 a day and you're 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 not looking at some good news so so i'm gonna give you a little bit of good news just so you know right now i'm going to share with you a story and then we're going to talk about the afghanistan thing so this is over on a website called the epic times that's the t-h-e epic e-p-o-c-h times.com my friend mary and some others told me about this great website i love this it's a great news outlet you know why because it has some really encouraging things on it it is not printing up the narrative of the left media it's conservative it's got voices that are giving you alternate points of view than what you're getting on twitter and facebook and google and here's an inspiration story titled here former bloods gang member turns life around and now sings god hymns for hospital patients where he works I know, right? It says here, former New Jersey Bloods gang member turns his life around to become a music singer and now shares his talent with patients at the hospital where he works. After posting his his video hymns on TikTok, they went viral. Enrique Rodriguez, 28, from Central Jersey, left behind a life of crime and violence after turning to religion. He is now a phlebotomist. Phlebotomist, that's a fun word to look at, isn't it? It starts with a PH, which is ph phlebotomist basically he takes blood just so you know if you don't know what that is uh he takes he's the one that draws the blood anyway he he's he is now a a phlebotomist at robert wood johnson university hospital where he's become famous for his musical talent after he started singing playing the piano and the guitar for critically ill patients in the hospital's intensive care unit icu he started recording his music sessions he started posting his videos on tiktok where he garnered over eighty thousand followers I found God at an extremely troubling period in my life, and he showed himself to me when I needed him most. I know that God wanted me to care for people just as he cared for me, and the hospital was the perfect place to do that. In 2009, Rodriguez started getting involved in gangs to fill the emotional void left when his eldest brother went to jail. In search of what he calls the wrong kind of family and easy money, he joined the local Bloods gang, where he remained a member for three years. The gang lifestyle is pure manipulation, Rodriguez said. They make you feel like they care about you, that they've got your back, that you're family, but all they do is use you so they don't have to get their hands dirty. Criminal life began to lose its luster for, for Rodriguez after he crossed the wrong person, which resulted in two attempts on his, his own mother's life by a rival gang seeking retribution. The assailants w- were eventually detained and his mother survived a Uh, and his mother survived Uh, fact rodriguez attributes to god i have done a lot of bad things and mixed with a lot of bad people he said i'm just grateful god looked out for me and my family he has given me the opportunity to start a new life and music is a huge part of that the former bloods member quickly sought out a job working at the hospital where in 2012 he got a housekeeping position after a year he finished care training for patients in icu he is now a a phlebotomist I'm, I'm trying to say that right. Shutting the CCC virus, the Communist Chinese Party virus, and blood samples. Shuttling, rather, the Chinese Communist Party virus and blood samples to labs. I wonder what the Chinese, I wonder what the Chinese Communist Party virus is. Anybody have an idea? Just curious. Uh, anyway, over the course of this, his nine years working at the hospital, he revealed his hidden musical talent 
teaching himself to play the piano and the guitar, and although he's unable to read music, he practiced in his ward, sharing his singing with critically ill patients. Rodriguez now video records his bedside performances, which he live streams on TikTok to share his talent with tens of thousands of music lovers online. So there you go, people. I'm not sure where he is on TikTok. I don't follow TikTok. But what I will say is, is that a cool story or what? Don't you think that's a cool story? I think it's a cool story. I think it's an uplifting story. Myself. But I know some of you don't want to hear it because it's too, you know, it's too happy. Right? It doesn't have anything to do with death and destruction. Except that he left death and destruction and, you know, all that. So, there you go. That's a good news story. Also, in other news, I will tell you that this week I got to bring a ham and cheese sandwich that was ordered through DoorDash to some woman who ordered it. And that brought me a lot of joy because I thought it was funny. <laughs> I shared this last hour, but I but I, I thought it was funny that somebody would order a ham and cheese sandwich from McAllister's <laughs> to have delivered. I just... <laughs> It almost makes me want to go to McAllister's myself and get a get a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, to find out what all the rage is about. See, just know, to see. Why would you? Why would she have it delivered? Just the sandwich, you know. Yeah. Apparently busy, couldn't get out. I mean, it was raining and all. Maybe you know she has a dog to look after that freaks there, out. There was a dog because when so, I left it, the dog okay. barked. Okay, yeah. all right, you know, so the dog is not. And it was like in a townhome complex, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, if your dog doesn't do well in storms, we like wouldn't know anything does. about that. Uh, you know, and you've got neighbors that share walls with you, you know. Yeah. You might want to stay with the dog. You really want this ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> so, you know, why not have somebody deliver it? Then since McAllister's Deli doesn't have their own delivery service, you know. <laughs> we've, we've got DoorDash. So, yeah, but... He, yeah, you know, pay a little extra for, you know, delivery, and um, maybe it really is that good. Maybe we should go get one. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it later. Even though I'm not a big fan of ham, just so you know. I may be a ham, but I'm not a big fan of ham. <laughs> uh, part, being part Jewish, I should not eat pork anyway, but, you know, that's beside the point. Okay, anyway, let's look at this story from faithwire.com. This is an exclusive story for Faithwire. It says, exclusive. Afghan Christian left behind asks Americans to pray. The Lord puts angels around our house. And there is a video. I don't know if you want to play the video. Is there a video on there? Um, I thought it was a video. There is. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to play that or no? I, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Um, if you give me, like, minute to queue it up okay let's give bareface a minute to queue it up and i will just let him do that and when you're ready i'll know because i can see so this is going to be queued up here good morning jerry herb over there on youtube and whoever else may be still watching after last hour, I will tell you that I did get an unsubscribe to our text message list. <laughs> At a safe house in Kabul. So clearly Jayadin, I offended somebody last hour. Uh, ask me if I care, though. Because <laughs> I, I really don't. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Um, yeah, I, you know, this, <laughs> this is a thankless job. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, you ready? I guess so. All right, so we're going to hijack this video from CBN News. We're, we're airing it courtesy of CBN News, the Christian Broadcasting Network, the CBN News here. There, I, hopefully there's not a commercial ahead of time. There might be. Uh, well, there wasn't. When I oh, there wasn't? Okay. First started it. All right, well, here it is, people. All right, here it goes. We don't hear it. Right. Not his real name has been in hiding along with 12 other Afghans since the Taliban seized control of the city nearly three weeks ago. One of us is always awake during the night, always walking around and praying. So if the Taliban should come and knock on our door, we should alert everyone. In an exclusive interview with CBN News, Jayuddin and the others who are part of Afghanistan's very small Christian community told us they have no passports, no U.S. government-issued exit papers, and right now see their hopes of escape diminish with each passing hour. We had many plans for preaching the gospel with other brothers and sisters, but then the Taliban took control so quickly. It happened so fast. And now they've been marked by the Taliban. Every day I receive a phone call from a private number, and the person warns me that if he sees me again, he will behead me. On the eve of the deadline for U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan, Jayodin and many Afghans and Americans still trapped inside are terrified. The Pentagon preparing for more Islamic terror attacks ahead of tomorrow's deadline. The threat stream is still real, it's still active, uh, and in many cases it's still specific, and we're taking it very seriously, and we will right up until the end. ISIS launched five rockets at the Kabul airport today that were stopped before reaching their target. U.S. military forces successfully employed our force protection measures to thwart uh, that attack. On Sunday, a U.S. drone strike targeted an ISIS suicide bomber. Civilians were also killed in the attack, including reportedly 10 members of a single family. When we know that we have caused innocent life to be lost in the conduct of our operations, we're transparent about it. Uh, we're investigating this. I'm not going to get ahead of it. In a foreboding sign of what to expect once American troops leave, the Taliban's newly appointed Minister of Education says any curriculum that goes against Islam will be purged immediately. The Taliban follow a very harsh and strict version of Islamic law known as Sharia that often puts women, girls and members of religious minority groups at extreme risk. While Jayuddin says he's not afraid of dying, he is asking the world to pray for his country. We are praying for each other that the Lord would put his angels around our house for our protection and safety. We are also praying for peace for everyone in our country. George Thomas, CBN News. Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? We need to be praying. We need to be praying for the persecuted church every single day, not just when we're hearing about it being, you know, on the front page of the of the news. And I'm going to tell you something, cause this, just because I can. I'm going to tell you something. You know, many of you know I wrote the Voice of the Martyrs persecution blog for eight years. Eight years of Christian persecution. Three blog posts a day, five days a week. Um... 
I spent eight years trying to wake the church up here in America, right? I'm going to tell you something. The church in America doesn't care. Bottom line. Very, let me put it this way. A few people in the church in America actually care. It, you will not care. The church in America will not care until it actually hits you personally. And that's the truth, right? The only reason that we're even talking about this right now is because of what Biden did and, you know, the irony of it all um, and all that. Because, frankly, the church doesn't really care. And I know you're like, well, yeah, I do. Don't you know I care? And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't care. Um, I, like I said, I spent eight years trying to wake up the Christian church in America. And you will not care about this until it hits you personally. Bottom line, you won't. You know, you can be all pious and, oh, I'm going to pray right now. But you know what? Most of you aren't. Most of you don't have this on your daily prayer list. And you haven't had the persecuted church on your prayer list for years. Because you really don't care. <laughs> and I know you guys are like, what is wrong with you today? I'm just telling you, you don't care. You really don't care. You don't. Okay. But hopefully you will care. I, you know, I bring this up because trying to wake up the church about the homosexual agenda. Yeah, right. People don't care about that because they get suckered into following the politics of the day and all this other stuff. You really don't care about it until it really hits you personally. You know, I challenged my audience years ago. Maybe two or three of you remember this when I did it. I challenged my audience to take a day or just, you know, some time to write one page of your Bible out. Handwrite one page of your Bible, okay? Not photocopy it. Actually take your Bible and handwrite whatever passage of the Bible you want. Write that. Okay? And then put, put the rest of your Bible on the shelf somewhere where you usually keep it because you're not reading it anyway. Put it over there. And then for a month, use that one sheet that you wrote out as your Bible. I challenge people to do that. And this is what we do. We, we'll go, hey, this is a great Sunday school little you know, exercise for the children. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll have them write it out. We'll make them memorize it. And we'll make them read that one page for a month or a week. We'll, we won't make it that long, but we'll just see it like two or three days because it's comfortable, you know, as a little exercise so that we can identify with the persecuted church. Well, you know what? Nobody did it when I suggested it. Not one person did it. I know because I know you people. Nobody did it. Nobody took the time to write it out because it would take time and it's uncomfortable to do that. And number two, you wouldn't want to read just that one page of your Bible that you wrote out. And yet, that's what the persecuted church does. That's how the Bible is spread throughout the underground church in China, in North Korea, and other various things. That's what they live with. And what not only that, but they will take that, that one page that they wrote and they'll memorize it. And then they'll make a copy of it and they'll give it to another person. And that's how the word of God has spread in the underground church all over the place. Because that's the necessity of, for them, how they do it. We have 10, 1500 million Bibles around us, but do we read them? I mean, I read mine, but I don't know. Do you read yours a lot? I mean, you should. Do you memorize it? I know, I, I you know, you might hate me for this, but I'm going to tell you it again. If you're not memorizing God's word right now, you need to. 
because if you're if you're gonna jump on the bandwagon of being all upset and like caring about the persecuted church right now because of what you're seeing in the media, then guess what? You might want to prep ahead of time for when that comes here. And it could come here. And that's the thing that drives me nuts because you're like, no, nah, I don't know if it'll come here or not. You know what? It will come here. It's all Sharia is already here. Have you been to Dearborn lately? I mean, we have a listener here. You know, she says, yes, I care, but I live in Dearborn, so I have to take a different approach. One of my Muslim nurses had the, quote, anointing. Uh, Dearbornistan is what Randall said. But anyway, the point is, memorize God's word, because then it can't be taken. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how they're going in, they're looking on people's phones and trying to delete the Bible apps off the phone. You know what? Delete the Bible off your phone now. That's what I would do. In fact, I might do it because I don't ever use it. I use my, my hard copy. You know, go to BibleMemory.com. Go there. Go there on your website. Go to BibleMemory.com and put in your passage. You're going to start, start to memorize and start memorizing the God's word. Not only does he want you to do it in the first place, but if you're actually spending time doing that, then you can't be obsessed about all the other stuff that the liberal media want, is lying to you about and they're, they're trying to make you scared over. You know, um, I just pulled up this story here over on the Epic Times. I sent it to you, Randall, in case you didn't see. Um, yes. But uh, listen to this, okay? Labor Day is coming up next week, <clears throat> right? Well, this is Labor Day weekend, this, this coming weekend. This is what it says. CDC Director Walensky tells unvaccinated people, don't travel over Labor Day weekend. The head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended that people who are not vaccinated against COVID-19 should not travel over the forthcoming Labor Day weekend. Given where we are with the disease transmission right now, we would say that people need to take their own, take their own, these risks. That doesn't even make sense. No. Okay. People need to take their own, these risks into their own consideration Maybe you guys need to proofread at the Epic Times, but anyway. I doubt that's what she said. It's put right. as a quote. But... Right, okay. Anyway. People need to take their 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 own risks. These risks rather into their own consideration as they think about traveling. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said during a White House COVID nineteen briefing Tuesday, adding that vaccinated people should wear masks. If you are unvaccinated, we would recommend not traveling. As with other recommendations from the CDC, Walensky's remark has no legal authority. Just so you know, the current seven-day average of new COVID-19 infections in the United States is about 149,000 cases per day, according to data provided by the CDC. The number of deaths per seven-day average in the United States, the data shows, is about 985 per day as of August 30th. Wallensee's comment drew criticism on social media, with some noting that people who have not received a COVID-19 vaccine haven't listened to the CDC's recommendations anyway. Yeah. No travel for you, bad little children, wrote Mr. Doctor, wrote Dr. Robert Malone, who has self-identified as a key developer of mRNA vaccine technology on Twitter after her announcement. Walensky's suggestion that those who are not vaccinated should not travel also appears to tie in with vaccine passport mandates that were handed down in New York City, San Francisco, and other municipalities. Civil liberties groups have flagged such systems as potentially creating a two-tiered society of vaccinated and the unvaccinated. 
<sighs> yeah, blah, blah. Okay, so the agency previously estimated that, pe that most people being treated for the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party virus, are unvaccinated, with about 97% not having received the shot. So I have to tell you, I'm not going to read the rest of this because I don't want to, but what I will tell you is that there was a um, there was a um, article because of uh, it had to do with the NRB guy that got fired because he was pro-vax and he violated the national religious broadcasters. Apparently, uh, his um, you know them saying that they should be neutral on the thing. Oh, hold on a second, I'm going to give you the info because I don't want to make you all wonder what I'm talking about. So I'm going to go over here to, yeah, okay, here it is right here. So NRB, <clears throat> this is on Julie Roy's website. So NRB fires Dan Darling after his pro-vaccine statements on Morning Joe. Um, so Daniel Darling, he was the senior vice president of communications for the National Religious Broadcasters. He was fired Friday after refusing to admit his pro-vaccine statements were mistaken according to a source authorized to speak for him. His firing comes at a time when Americans face a new surge of COVID-19 infections due to the highly contagious Delta variant, even as protesters and politicians resist mask mandates or other preventative measures, blah, blah. Okay, anyway. When Julie reported on this and put it on Facebook and looked for comments, and even on Twitter, there were a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of Christians talking about how me as an unvaccinated person is the one that's creating the problem. So because I'm unvaccinated, I'm putting people at risk for getting COVID. Um, and because I'm unvaccinated, I'm at risk for dying of COVID the most. And she said that that wasn't basically, the, the commenter said essentially that I wasn't loving my neighbor by getting vaccinated. And so I left a comment back saying, well, Okay, wait a minute. I have a question. So the the data shows that those people who are getting vaccinated are shedding the virus. And that's why we're getting it from vaccinated people. I, I'm an unvaccinated person. I'm getting the, the unvaccinated are getting the virus from the vaccinated people. So how is it that I'm putting somebody at risk when you're the one that's giving me the virus because you're vaccinated? Right? So I'm I'm just like... And, and she came back, this person came back to me and they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, are you saying that you're just as unloving because you're giving me the virus because you're vaccinated? Because the reports are saying that you're vaccinated, you're shedding the virus onto all of us who are unvaccinated. So you're putting my life at risk. You know, do you really love me that much? Because you are a vaccinated person putting me at risk because this stuff is coming off you and coming onto me. Do you all see how completely insane this whole thing is? I mean, seriously, nobody can win either way. The devil totally made this all up. The conversation, I'm, you know, I mean, he's definitely behind the COVID thing. But the conversation, you can't win. I mean, talk about a classic narcissistic ploy by the enemy. <laughs> if you've ever had any, like, you know, connection with a narcissist, you would know that you can never win. I mean, how clever right? So you're unvaccinated. So to all of you who are unvaccinated, do not travel because you are evil. Yeah, you are. And to the vaccinated, 
You wear a mask. But wait, the, the unvaccinated were also told to wear a mask at one point. So how do we know who the unvaccinated really are if everybody's wearing a mask? But wait, you're giving me the virus because you're vaccinated. You're giving me the virus. But you're claiming I'm dying more because I'm unvaccinated. Well, that's because you're vaccinated and you're giving me the virus. Now look, here's the point. The point is, is that none of us can stop the stupid virus, okay? So if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. There is a huge uh, recovery. You know, most of the people that get it recover with no problem. And there is a percentage, a little dinky, teeny-weeny percentage that dies from it. Um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I mean, death happens. It's going to happen. We're all going to die somehow. If we end up dying from COVID, we end up dying from COVID. But you know what really makes me sick? I'm just going to tell you this. There have been numerous people, Christian conservative leaders, who have died of COVID supposedly, and I allegedly say allegedly have died of it because God really only knows what's being told the truth here. Uh, Phil Valentine, who I guess was a very popular talk, talk show host here in the Nashville area, he died of COVID, right? He was the anti-vaxxer apparently. Um, and some of the unbelievable, rude, hateful, just evil, snarky comments from people well, that's what he gets for not getting vaccinated, you know. And I could list numerous other people, you know, again, unvaccinated who die of COVID. And yet they're not telling you, they're not putting out in front of you all the vaccinated people who have died of COVID because they got the shot. Right. You got to ask yourself, why? Why? Why is that not the narrative? Why? How come the narrative is against the unvaccinated? Why are they so desperate to get everybody and their grandmother literally vaccinated? You know, why? I'll tell you why. This is my opinion for what it's worth. I think they want everybody vaccinated because the people behind this, besides the Chinese, the eugenicists of the world want to kill off a big percentage of the population because they're into population control. If there's too many pop people in the world to control, the elite can't control everybody. You know, and so what you're seeing right now is, in, in essence, you're seeing a control camp and you're seeing an uncontrolled camp, right? Those of us who are a control group, rather, those of us who are saying, nope, I ain't going to get this vaccine because are you kidding me? That's stupid. You know, <laughs> we're in control group B, whatever. And those of you who got vaccinated, you're in control group A. Now, let's watch two or three years from now what happens to control group A and what type of things you'd end up dying of versus those of us who didn't get vaccinated. Who's going to have more weird illness? Who's going to get cancer? Who's going to, you know. Is it me? Will I die because I'm not vaccinated? I don't know. I'm in this control group. You're, you might be in the other control group. Whatever the case. This is evil. In my opinion. For what it's worth. And I'm not saying you're stupid if you got vaccinated. Because everybody has reasons for getting vaccinated. But I don't think unvaccinated people should be bullied into getting vaccinated if there's no need for us to <sighs> you know and now i'm being told hey you can't travel if you're unvaccinated really since when is the cdc my boss you know what if i want to travel i will travel if i want to get vaccinated i'll get vaccinated if i don't want to be vaccinated i won't be vaccinated but for people to boss each other around it's like come on 
You know, whatever happened to personal choice, right? I don't know, bareface. Am I the only one that feels this way? Am I? No. And it's okay for the CDC to make recommendations based on the limited, you know, data that they have. And uh, a lot of things are still unknown about this virus, the CCP virus. <laughs> I like how the Epic Times is calling it that. Yeah, I was just reading the article on why they call it that. Why are they calling it that? Well, just because while the origins of it are are debated, like what particular institution it came from, uh, it's pretty much agreed that it began in Wuhan, that began to spread, and in and uh, and for six weeks or more, knowing that it was spreading rapidly uh, in China, specifically Wuhan, the government there denied it, and were doing all things to cover it up, uh, including their methods of quarantine, like welding apartment doors shut, and you know basically letting people die from it and and um all and scrubbing from social media any mention of it and for you know weeks um they let it spread while denying that it was even a thing and till it became spread outside of china to other places and only then had to acknowledge it but then didn't Acknowledge its existence, not their suppression of the evidence of existence. And so, anyway, that's why they blame it on the uh, China's Communist Party for their denial to even uh, ignore the existence of the virus for several weeks while it was while it was ravaging hmm. um, their country. You know, Barb, I, I don't know if you saw this news over on the Epic Times, but there was an article about a nurse in Germany who gave 8,600 uh, COVID-19 vaccines that were really saline solution. Did you read about that? Because I thought that was very interesting. In Germany, of all, of all places. Yeah, you got to ask yourself why they did that. If you don't take anything away from this show besides my snarkiness this week, I will ask you to think about this. Think about it. Ask yourself why. I remember years ago, I was teaching ladies Bible study in a church. And one of the things that I was trying to teach them was to look at the media from a critical perspective and ask yourself why. What are they, why are they showing you what they're showing you? Why is Twitter only showing you one side of the story? Why is Facebook only showing you this? Why is, does Google and YouTube only show you this? How come people who have an alternate point of view of that point of view that you're seeing on these platforms are being banned or being hidden? You know, you got to ask yourself why. And then ask yourself, how does this align up with what God's word says? This is just my theory, okay? I believe the Bible. Uh, the, belie the Bible talks about these plagues in the in the end of days, right? Um, I don't know. If this is the end of day plague in Revelation. I don't think it is. I think that's going to become down. That'll be. It'll be way worse. But the rise of the Antichrist has to take place. The one world government has to be put in place, right? I mean, America has to fall as a country, 
It has to. And it will. And so all these people are like, oh, we're going to save America. Good luck with that. I think we're, we're done. I mean, God's judged us. He's judging us. Uh, clearly, we're under judgment, unless you're a knucklehead and you can't see that. Clearly, God is judging the country and the world, okay? But there has to be a rise of the Antichrist. There has to be a universal world problem that the Antichrist has to bring a solution to. What better thing than a big, huge health crisis? Why? Because we all have health we can, we're, we're concerned about. Okay? You know, it's interesting, and it's just a, a thought. There's also the environmental crisis going on that nobody's really looking at and talking about. Okay? So, you have an environmental crisis. You've got the goddesses and the, the witches of the world. And I'm not being funny. I'm li these literally pagan people who are worshiping these people. They worship the land, right? They worship the earth. Um, and, you know, they care about climate control, blah, blah, etc. They, 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 they worship the creation instead of the creator. Go to Romans 1. You'll learn about that in case you read your Bible. You, you can, it's in the New Testament behind the Gospels. Okay. But anyway, go there. You can read about that, right? So, so, so there will be an environmental thing. There'll be a health issue that the Antichrist will bring a solution to right? What a great way to bring divisiveness against the world. Okay, so the, the mark of the beast has to come into play. We're seeing elements of that now with, wait, hey, you can't go in the store unless you're vaccinated. You can't do this unless you do this. The vaccine passports, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to jump on the bandwagon. But what's not being discussed by a lot of people, unless you're in the Bible prophecy world, is the rapture. Okay, I believe the rapture will happen pre-trib. Uh, I know some people are mid-trib, whatever. I personally read it pre-trib because of Revelation, how it's laid out. But when the church is taken out, there's going to be a massive upheaval, and people are going to be, like, going nuts for leadership. And the Antichrist is going to be that leader, unfortunately. Um, and those left behind, you're screwed, pretty much. Uh, you're basically going to end up dying for your faith if you become a believer after the rapture. <laughs> if you don't want to live all eternity in hell, that is which I know we don't like to talk about that either because that's so inconvenient. Um, so ask yourself why. Be like me. Ask yourself why. Say, you know, hey, Stacy Harp, that weird lady, she said, ask myself why they're doing this, this, and this. You know, um, this week Randall and I had a, a, Randall is like the president of our HOA. And there was an annual HOA board meeting and there was one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven. We had seven there were households represented. There were seven households that showed up out of 77, right? And I told Randall kind of jokingly, I told the board, I said, uh, I said, you know, if, if we had decided we wanted to mandate our whole section of houses has to get vaccinated, we would have had everybody show up, you know, with signs. I mean, you know, because people care about their bodies and their health, right? They're, they care, and then people are led by their nose one direction while the, the ma magician is doing something over here. You know, like, like they're, hey, don't look at this hand over here where we're doing this here do with the other hand. Um, ask yourself why, and then ask yourself why, why a fellow believer is getting all bent out of shape. This is your homework. If a fellow believer is 
taking issue with you because you're opposing their view or you just hold a different view of yours, ask yourself what the spirit behind that is if there's a divisive spirit that they're attacking you over. And ask yourself, where does that come from? Because if there's no peace there, I can tell you it is not coming from God. Right? It ain't. It's not coming from God. So just think about the, those things. Um, pray for the persecuted church. That would be nice. And memorize the Bible. I mean, if you're a Christian, you you really should be doing that. Not in a legalistic way, but because I guarantee you, when you begin to memorize the Bible, you're going to love God more. He's going to talk to you more because his word is going to be in your head more than the stupid media. Right? And I know I'm a voice of, I'm unreasonable, but whatever. I don't care. Um, I really don't care what you think. And <laughs> I mean, I care about you, but I don't really care if you agree with me. I'm not going to go, ooh, you're of the devil. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so with that said, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have not joined my email list, join it. It's uh, over at our website, biblenewsradio.com. You can also join our, our text message list here. You can, if you want to join my Bible reading accountability list, text Team Unstuck to 33222. If you want to join my text message list for our show, text Bible News to 33222. Uh, and then you can unsubscribe when you don't like something I have to say right afterwards. No problemo. I don't mind at all. If you like what we do, though, and you want to give it to us, you can do that on our website. And also, don't forget, you can pray for us because we need prayer. Yeah, we do. I teach two or three Bible studies a week. I do this show, and I have a Bible reading accountability group I do, and we're doing other stuff, too. So um, <clears throat> if you want to join my Psalm 119 Bible study Tuesday night uh, on Zoom every other week, this coming Tuesday is that night. Get in touch with me. I'll give you a link to Zoom. There is no homework involved. I actually have homework I can give you that I wrote that you can have, but you don't have to do any homework if you're too lazy to open the Bible and read it. Um, you can come and not do anything. Um, <clears throat> or if you decide you want to shut off the media for a few hours, then you can do the Bible homework and then come to the Bible study and participate. Um, you can do that. Whatever the case is, you know, you, you can do it. I believe in you. I do. So, does Randall want to say anything before we leave? Well, I would just add in, you mentioned earlier about social media showing you one side of the story. <clears throat> well, it's true that, you know, Facebook has its fact-checking, and here are the facts about the... Who's checking the fact-checkers? Anyway, but <laughs> my experience is Twitter and Facebook especially are showing two sides of the story, but extreme opposites, and... and uh, you know, inflammatory things just to, you know, to spread strife. And, uh, you know, so discord is, is seem to, seems to be the latest, uh, MO is right. to just get people <clears throat> fighting each other. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm seeing. And there was something else I was going to say about that, but, oh yeah. And that, not just social media, but mainstream media, you're, you know, USA Today and CNN versus Fox News, the uh, supposed conservative side and those kind of things. And both of those are filled with 
pointing and accusing and mocking, you know, opposing, opposing points of view. Uh, not discussing opposing points of view, but just, you know, offering no solutions, but just discord and conflict. Also, don't forget to go download or listen to Randall's song, Bright and Rainy Day. It will cheer you up. Instead of listening to the secular music you listen to, tune on to Randall's nice composition. Feel good about yourself. Picture in your mind the rain coming down, the children laughing and playing and jumping in mud puddles. You know? Seriously. Oh, wait. Did I just give the sign of the Illuminati? I probably did. Sorry. My bad. I have actually been accused of being a part of the Illuminati. <laughs> Uh, I don't know their signs, though. I forgot them all when I went through my training with them. And, you know, they wiped out my memory, just so you know. <laughs> okay, that was not funny, but actually it really was funny, especially if you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a good week, Lord willing. And that is a big Lord willing. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Uh, remember to be bold in your faith, to stand up, to go with God. And remember that our goal here, believe it or not, is to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time, which means you have to actually open the book, a.k.a. the Bible, and read it. And, you know, pay attention to what it has to say. So I'll see you soon.